This is the podcast where we discuss a different variety of topics, just from an interesting perspective. Um, as usual, I'm your host, Noah Adioye. Today, I have with me a special guest, a um, good friend of mine, Nisi Ogulu. Yeah, I'll let her introduce herself. I'm an artist and an artist. Um, I make music and I paint. My music is a punk fusion. I currently got few singles out and that's basically me in a nutshell. As Nissi said earlier, she's um she's a she's an artist and um after the, at the end of this show I'm going to drop her SoundCloud page and her Spotify so you can listen to some of her music. It's really good, trust me. Now basically I've been I was thinking about having a new like um side show where every now and then one of the themes we talk about is like the role of entertainment in politics. Like uh, when I say entertainment, I mean like the role of fa- like famous people and past entertainers who took you know who did a lot for politics and for the people that we might not know about. So to start this series of um, today's entertainer is Bella Kuti. And so the first like the first thing I'd like to ask you, I guess, is um, collaboration happened recently. Could yeah. you just explain to the listeners um, what collaboration is? Collaboration. It really is a festival that um, celebrates Bella's life. So it's where it's a couple of days where artists and people go um, perform. It's basically just a celebration of music because Bella was the creator of Afrobeat. And with with Fela, a lot of us grew up on Fela. You know, being Nigerian, it, it was some. It was uh, Fela was someone was someone whose music was always in your household. You know, your parents were always jamming to Fela. Um, so you you know we kind of grew up with. Bella's music. Like, do you recall one of the first times that uh, your earliest memories of listening to his music and how that made you feel? I mean, for me, Bella's music has always been in my ears. I think since I was in the womb. So that I can remember, I think I was about three, four years old. Um, I can't. Also, I can't remember what like the first um, Bella music, Bella song I heard was. Um, but it got played in my house like really um, frequently. But what we're more interested in today is Fela's activism and his, um, you know, his influence on the law on the youth in the 70s and 80s, especially. Now, for many years, there have been a lot of facts and, you know, rumors about Fela that I knew, like, but I never actually, I couldn't confirm if they were true or not until I got older. Like, um, I know, for example, that Fela, a lot of his music is very political. Um, Fela's music is... If you listen to a lot of his songs, he's always going against like the status quo, going against the the government and so on. Could you like shed some light on like what you know about his activism? I mean, Fela was definitely very politically driven and charged in his music, and as a person, you know, this is someone who would confront the issues that we were facing in the country through music. It was a way for him to let everyone know. This is what's happening, and I see it, and I don't like it. So it was something that brought everyone together, I think, because here you are hearing a guy who's talking about your everyday life, 
and making it into such a beautiful melody and that's so catchy you have to go along so he became the voice of the people in many ways and what do you think is the is the impact that you know that kind of life has on has on an individual you know having to take the stand for everybody and say things that might be detrimental to your well-being like how do you think that could have that affected Fella? I think for anybody who's who's making those kind of decisions and putting themselves in that kind of uh in the crossfires it will obviously impact your life because it's not an easy road to go down I mean you think about Martin Luther King or uh, Nelson Mandela any of the greats it takes a toll on you takes a toll on your family because you're going to go through a lot of pain and agony you're going against the people who are in power and speaking about their indiscretions they're not going to be fans so at the end of the day they're going to do everything in their power to shut you up and you have to continue to remain strong so it takes a lot of bravery a lot of character and a lot of strength that's real fella became um he decided to make more conscious music when he was in america i think in the 60s or 70s and um he learned about the black panther movement and he heard about Martin um sorry Malcolm X and this inspired him to go back to Nigeria and you know basically not have it from the government anymore and i feel like you know it's it's it, it just feels like so many other um out them artists like Bob Marley for instance who they get to a point in their career where they realize that this is bigger than me like there's something out there that I just i need to fight for my people and this music or this creativity is like a medium for me to do so. But yeah, that's that's interesting. For those people who don't really know Fela that much. I mean, I've introduced Fela to a lot of my friends and I'm sure a lot of people I know they have interest they would like to know more about Fela. What where would you advise people to start when it comes to like checking out Fela's music? Start anywhere, YouTube, Google. I mean, Fela is a legend and then I mean, let me get my marketing on. There's a there's a book out written by my grandfather who was Fela's first manager called This Fela Sef. Um check that out, grab a copy. It it you know highlights some different aspects of Fela's life that you won't find ordinarily online. So if you're really keen to know more about the great person who is Fela, that's a good it's a good read. And like what what are some of your favorite um fella songs that you feel you know you would encourage people you would want people to listen to <laughs> that's that's always a tough question for me i would say teacher don't teach me nonsense because it's by asking in my song pay attention um it was the inspiration it inspired me on that song me having to see all the things that are happening in the world and being like is this what we've learned to do as human beings is this the way that it should be you know if we we we're, we're doing wrong things and right now we have people who are world leaders making terrible decisions so it's just like teacher don't don't teach me nonsense let me out let's let's get it right let's do things right let's pay attention to each other pay attention to people and get things done in the way that we should as human beings thank you very much miss lee And um yeah with that being said that is the conclusion to the first segment Our inner voices Our inner voices
just before the break, we were talking about the impact Pelakuti uh, had on activism in Africa, especially in Nigeria, and you know his influence on the culture. Uh, so I, the, I guess the next thing I'd like to ask is, um, I usually ask a lot of people this when it comes to their favorite musicians. You know, what does what does Fela represent for you as a fan? As a fan, Fela, he represents freedom of speech. He represents outside of the box. He represents being yourself, no matter the cost, and saying what's on your mind and interpreting your mind and your music in the way that you want to. He's a big inspiration on every on all the, almost all the types of music that I make because I grew up on Fela. He's that much of a legend to me. And this this question is is quite important because. With your late, um, with one of your earliest songs, pay attention. I felt like it was a, it was a heavy political aspect of the song. Wouldn't you agree? Like, oh yeah, definitely. Pay attention is one of my, I mean, released songs is one of the heaviest politically charged ones because it talks point blank about what we're doing to ourselves because of what I was seeing around me. I made this song in a in a headspace where. You know, there's girls being kidnapped here, there's bombs there, there's um, racism there, they're shooting kids up and down, so much violence all around the place. And I'm just thinking to myself, how did we get to this point? I know that it's a continuous cycle because these things seem to always happen over and over and over, generation to generation in different ways. And it's like, does it ever end? And why will we continue to do this if we just simply pay attention to the other person and try to see things from their point of view and maybe we would be more empathetic maybe then we would have a different response to how we behave towards somebody else because you think about putting yourself in their shoes and understanding where they come from before you make acts of hate or acts of discrimination or you know violent acts just because you don't like what somebody looks like or who they worship or how they move you know so yeah it's interesting you mentioned like the the political like um obviously i mentioned it but the political aspect to the song and that makes me wonder like what do you think what do you feel is the is the duty if there is one of entertainers towards like social activism and politics because you know you I mean you clearly felt you had a duty to re- express that feeling now this for me is different from everybody else because for me I feel like I have a duty to speak for everybody based on what I see and things that other people go through or things that I go through just to communicate that to the world to touch people I'm trying to make my music no matter what the BPM is you know, tell a story of some sort, if it's a human emotion or, you know, something that's happened. I wanted to always tell a story and connect to people. That's my main goal with my music. But I wouldn't say that it's something that comes as a manual for every artist. Everyone is an individual and they have their different reasons for doing things. Some people just want to make music to make people dance. Some people just want to make music to make people fall asleep. You just want to make music to connect with sad sadness. It's it's entirely up to you as a person, but I just feel like I personally have a duty to 
touch every emotion and one of those emotions whether we like it or not is the politics because these are people who rule who make rules for us to live by and if we cannot live by those rules then we have a serious problem and if there's somebody who can talk about it and relate to it we have a better chance of being heard in general that's interesting because as we know um fella fella took uh, paid a heavy price on a few occasions, he paid the price for being so outspoken and so political. Like, you know, there's the famous incident, um, very sad incident that happened um, at his um, mansion in, was it Ibadan in Lagos? Yeah, so it happened at his mansion in Lagos, so, where his, um, you're going. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a mansion per se, I would call it more of a, an estate. It's more of a, it's like a mini city. So, Fela had this city of his own, like a town called Kalakuta, and it was just in his house. He didn't have some extravagant mansion like the typical, you know, artists or stuff to show off. He built a town for people to come in. He fed them, he clothed them, he put shelter, gave them shelter, gave them music, you know. He was just a humanitarian in, in that, on that note. Yeah, man. Imagine he had he had his own town. He de- <laughs> he, de- he famously declared it his in um in, he declared it independent from Nigeria famously, which obviously pissed off a lot of people. So I remember this story. It was about the Nigerian um, army. Um, they raided his man. Um, they raided his town or his village. They raided <laughs> it and they beat up the people in the house. You know, they brutalized some people. There were rumors of rape. But the, the one thing that stood out, which was tragic, was they went to his mom's room and they threw his mom from like the the top of the, they threw her out the window. And she, she you know, she later um, died of her, she later died from the complications of the, of the injury. And that just goes to show like sometimes the price is really, you know, it's really heavy. Yeah, I think it's definitely crazy. I mean, we, we talk about the police brutality because... And let's go to Fela's mom. It's a completely different entity of uh, of being a humanitarian. Now, she takes the cake for women. In many ways, she she was the inspiration for Fela. I mean, she's the kind of person who I want to see in history books. She's that she was that strong of a woman. She's the first. She's the woman who stood up for Nigerians. She's the one who stood up for everybody. Her, her her humanitarian movements are echoed all around. And I personally don't think she gets enough recognition. And for our audience, just quickly, what was her name? And could you tell us a bit more about her activism? Well, her name was Fumilaya Ransom Kuti. So she, she basically did a lot of defense for the people around. I mean, she was the one who would stand up to the officers in, and when they're being brutal, she's the one who would make speeches, go to places, you know, um, stand up for people when they were in situations where they were being discriminated or being harmed. That was what she was. She she would happily slap and probably she would happily raise her hands to the um, colonialists who are doing the wrong thing. Because that's just how strong she was. That's just how strong and how brave she was and how much she loved her people. And she saw that this is not the way to live in your own land. You know, 
it's something for you, for outsiders to come to your land and enforce their rules. You have to stand up for yourself. And she, she was that brave person who stood up first. Yes, it's, it's such a shame that throughout history, what you, the, you keep seeing a recurrence of women not getting the credit they deserve. And it's always the men who seem to be like, the women get mentioned as part of the reason the man is successful, you know. But it's good that we now, now we know about that. For anybody who wants to check that out, um, it's uh, Fumilayo Ransom Kuti. You can check that online, read some more fella. And um, yeah, before we go, so like I said earlier, and this is a recording artist, and um, she, I'm going to let her just tell you where you can find her music and where you can follow her and so on. So yeah, anybody looking for me can find me on the usual Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you just type down Nissi Nation, that's N-I-S-S-I Nation. So put that down, you find me there. My Snapchat is N-I-S-S-I-O, that's Nissi O. And, you know, all my songs are on iTunes, Spotify. There's Criminal, Mamami, Familiar, Pay Attention, and well, thank you guys for listening today and thank you so much, Nissi, for coming on and having a conversation with me about Fella. Um, once again, this has been this is Noah um, bringing you our inner voices. Stay tuned. Peace.